I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't believe that's apathy. I think that you have sympathy, but not empathy. And people are expecting empathy yeah. from you because you're a caring person. I don't know if I have person. sympathy either. Well, I guess it depends on how... How yeah. much of the scenario it also, like, yeah, it also If somebody said, on... my house burned down as a 10-year-old, yeah, you'd be sympathetic for that. But if somebody was like, yeah, my dog hurt its foot. I would be more curious about how it burned down. <laughs> like, did you start this fire? Was this an arson thing? Like, we didn't was your dad smoking in bed? or what? It was always burning. Since the, the world's, world's been turning. turning. Oh, we can't do that. That's copyright. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, we're just going to, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to bleep that out. Sorry. We were singing a song. <laughs> Uh, we cannot mention what the, the song name was. Hey, should we introduce who you are? <laughs> now that we're like 10 minutes into this If they thing. haven't figured out from context clues, that feels a little weird. Hi, okay. I'm Taylor Mansfield. This is Taylor Mansfield. She has the same last name as me because we're married. And I took his name. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Driscoll. And I am your other host, John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way into the sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. One day, the stars aligned and we became friends. We both agreed the industry was a hard one to be in and having friendships with each other was the very best way to not feel alone in this amazing but sometimes really hard work that we do. So we, loving to hang out with others who understand our journeys, started a monthly happy hour for local photographers. Then, realizing we could create an even larger community, decided to join forces and teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the light and dark workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we realized that we would have the ability to have a greater impact by hosting a podcast. And here we are today. So if you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up because it's it's about about to get get real. Some water. Oh, I got I got some water over oh, okay. here in my new mug that I got from uh, Laura. one of your brides. Yeah, one of the brides last week. So fancy. Well, okay, bride and groom. Bride and groom. Let's, they, let's they give did. them credit. They're a unit now. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, his idea to include all the stars and stuff. What a thoughtful person. Because he knows that I love taking astrophotography photos. Yeah, you do. And there's even a photographer underneath a tree, which is cool, but also feels like it would be a huge... uh... Disadvantage for taking pictures of the stars? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, man, I really want to get this amazing Milky Way shot. Let me set up under this oak tree. (laughs) Well, it's like when we went to Georgia for the eclipse. Was yeah. it the lunar eclipse? Um, right? Yeah, whatever solar the one. Eclipse. Solar eclipse. The solar eclipse. Yeah, and we it went was to that cool park. Yeah. And Maddox and I were just going to hang out like in the trees in the cloud cover because we could see it just fine. Mm-hmm. But you were like, yeah, I got to go somewhere else, anywhere I else gotta, where yeah. I can like. Can you- Anywhere where I can actually see it. Yeah, but we couldn't get up to the mountain because there were so many people up there. Yeah, apparently we weren't the only ones that thought, hey, let's go on top of this mountain. At a national park. At this this (laughs) national park. (laughs) 
<laughs> that we don't know. Yeah. And well, we don't know how had, long it's going to take it to get up there. When you had actually wanted to rent a car and oh, drive yeah. two hours north where it would be 100%. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was but gonna, we stayed in Atlanta where it was 97 or 98%. Where was it? Oh, I was going to go to uh, Myrtle Beach because mm-hmm. it was uh, the comet. It wasn't a comet. What nope. was it? Nope. The eclipse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, like, it lined up perfectly mm-hmm. at 100% cover. So you get right. the full ring Darkness. around the sun. Nope. It's a ring around the moon because the sun... It's the sun. The moon's behind brightness. the sun. Right? It's a solar eclipse, so the moon goes the moon, in front yeah. of the yeah, sun. Yeah, the sun's and behind the moon. you get the, the ring moon. because... Yes. The sun is behind the moon. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to Google it? No. Alexa! <laughs> she's in the other room. That's cool. She's I probably, also unplugged her at I was going to say, I'm she's paranoid. probably already unplugged. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Because uh, we're those people. And we're like, we're not going to have Alexa listen to us while we're sleeping. But I'm also paranoid where I'm like, she has an internal battery. There's for sure an internal battery in that Alexa. Probably. Who knows? I don't know. She sets timers for us, and she plays music for the kids, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. I've stopped saying sensitive things in front of her, though. Do you normally say sensitive things in around? In the kitchen. In the yeah. kitchen? Yeah. I tell you my hopes, Just, dreams, fears. That is usually in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And we dance, obviously, we which we, is why she's in the kitchen. I know. We haven't really used her to play... Uh, music. I have. Oh, really? Yeah. I have. You're just at work. (laughs) Yeah. Or, I don't know. I usually play through Spotify, so I just have that on my phone. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to use Amazon Music because um, the ads on Spotify don't work for me. So um, ads. Yeah, and on Spotify they have ads. You know, every thirty minutes. But. Obviously, Amazon I'm Spotify Music premium, doesn't. So I don't get that anymore. Oh my goodness, here. you upgrade. <laughs> well, I am not fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. I am just a regular I could old person. Probably share my username with you. It's fine. I have made a spa playlist for my Amazon Music, and that's cool. what I use at work. And I put it. It's just over an hour, and I put it on a loop, so most of my clients do not hear any song more than one time. And as long as I have internet, which I do at work. Yeah. You don't get ads? Nope. Nice. Well, it's Amazon Music. There's no ads. We pay for it through Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you couldn't listen to Spotify at work because you'd get an ad like every second song. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that's why I got premium because I was making Spotify playlists for my couples uh, for engagement sessions. And Mm then, you know, here would be tied to go pins mm-hmm. i'm like i don't need tied to go pins right now mm-hmm. and, and yeah. nobody wants to be getting a massage and hear an ad for anything no ever <laughs> yeah yeah that is not the relaxing that's you're, not you're the environment that Anya i aspire to have or whatever's going on Mm-mm. and then just what are you doing for tax time into oh, it gosh how Turbo embarrassing tax. we need to do our taxes we do i was thinking about that the other day because i was like have them done by like i February know 5th. i'm usually so good at that man <laughs> uh it's like this year's been busy or something um yeah i was thinking about that because i was like oh it's already like the first first week of march is gone i single parented and... for a solid week in january and i single parented yeah. for a solid week in February, yeah. not all together, but it but was like three or four days, and then collectively total. 
Yep. I haven't done that in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you've been a smidgen more busy than normal. A bit, a bit busy. Because I was planning on a slow wedding season mm-hmm. in January and February, which it normally is, but for whatever reason, 2020 brides were... Uh, Getting married, yeah. which is great. Well, it's uh, also a secondary reason why I had to leave my job because true, being injured and doing massages doesn't really go together. No, but you know, also yeah, but also I was, was going to be like, There's in no way Orlando for a week no. and then in Waco for at least you know four days. And we didn't have any like regular babysitters or a nanny or anything like that and my parents weren't no. available and yeah parents all of our babysitters moved away well that's part of being in a college town man yeah they graduate and move on and get married and have babies yeah jamie God. <laughs> mitchell and jamie come on guys the best of the best had to leave us why you gotta go get married and have babies <sighs> to be fair really cute baby Super cute baby. Super cute wedding, too. I like their wedding. You know what? They fun. had a lovely wedding. It was fun. One of my favorite parts about their wedding uh-huh. was me inadvertently bringing... <laughs> One of your favorite parts was you. <laughs> was bringing them uh, McDonald's fries. Oh, yeah. And I was just bringing you a snack because mm-hmm. I figured you'd be hungry. Yeah. And I'd gone to the wedding and it was beautiful and it was really fun to go because, you know, they were our people and we loved them. Mm-hmm. But I had Maddox with me, and he needed a nap. So while you were taking their pictures, we went and got a snack from McDonald's. Oh, no, Maddox was with one of my best friends from college, Jess. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, for the ceremony. Right, and so then I went to go pick him up. He said he was hungry, so we went to McDonald's for fries because, obviously, uh, when you are on the move and you don't have any plan you go to fast food duh yeah and mcdonald's was closer than chick-fil-a so obviously Mm -hmm. so then i went and i got each of us a drink and i got each of us a large fry and then i think maddox a small one or something like that and i was waiting to give you and mitchell walked up and was like are those McDonald's fries? I'm so hungry. And so then you have pictures of Mitchell and Jamie yeah. eating these McDonald's eating fries. Eating McDonald's fries. <laughs> outside the, their wedding. In their wedding clothes. In their like wedding walking clothes. out of the chapel. <laughs> it's pretty great. That's one of my favorite memories because it was just inadvertent, completely yeah. accidental, yeah, but it was didn't, just a real moment at all. in the life. But they were so happy. Like they, they were so happy. They even mentioned know? that when I did their maternity <laughs> photos. Uh, couple months ago well i'm really sad i didn't get to go to the maternity photos i would have brought him a snack right yeah i probably should have but yeah. i am not the thinker uh for for bringing snacks you bring lovely plans and yes. ideas to the table yeah i am the snack um uh, what's the word not nostalgia um mm. i don't even know what word would be close like to nostalgia. I, the um like a personal touch, like I like I bring the memories and go. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember how we had oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. that moment? You know what? I'm gonna go get McDonald's and I'm gonna. I'm just. It's gonna be like a callback to when they got in, like when they got married, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna bring them this, and it'll be somebody out there is because you remember the, the memories me. like uh, surrounded by food. Like oh yeah, we did yeah. this. I have a lot of we emotional attachment to people and things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I do not. No, you apparently. Don't. As, that's okay. Yeah, as we found out recently with that personality <laughs> test, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm apathetic to pretty much everything. <laughs> Which is so funny because I feel like you're such a person that cares so deeply about people and wanting them to yeah. have a lovely experience with you and yes, wanting to have like really positive memories it's and a moments. Weird. It's a weird combination of... You're just so willing to let things go if they don't go well. Yes, that too. But unfortunately, it works both ways. Yeah. I don't know. I have a weird combination of like really caring about people and wanting them to have a good experience, wanting them to have a good life. I mean, that's why we give uh, from the photography business mm-hmm. to charities, because I want... Multiple Those people, kinds multiple charities, charities yeah. yeah. We want them to have a better life, and I care about them. But I'm also pretty apathetic uh, whenever people are like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. And like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't believe that's apathy. I think that you have sympathy, but not empathy. And people are expecting yeah. empathy from you because you're a caring person. I don't know if I have person. sympathy either. Well, I guess it depends on how, how yeah. much of the scenario it also, is like. Yeah, it also if somebody on... said, my house burned down as a 10-year-old, yeah, you'd be sympathetic for that. But if somebody was like, yeah, my dog hurt its foot. I would be more curious about how it burned down. Like, <laughs> did you start this fire? Was this an arson thing? Like, we didn't was your dad smoking in bed? or what? It was always burning. Since the, the world's, world's been turning. turning. Oh, we can't do that. That's copyrighted. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, we're just going to... Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to bleep that out. Sorry. We were singing a song. Uh, we cannot mention what the, the song name was. Hey, should we introduce who you are? <laughs> now that we're like 10 minutes into this I haven't figured out from context clues. That feels a little weird. Hi, okay. I'm Taylor Mansfield. This is Taylor Mansfield. She has the same last name as me because we're married. And I took his name. She did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you But I also have... kept my name. You did, yeah. Because you have I, four now. I have four names because I did not want to sound like a law firm. Yeah. And I always say, Taylor Allen and Mansfield, how may I direct your call? That sounds like a law firm. That does. Yeah. It's, it's a good... Th- I like that you kept your middle name mm-hmm. to have two middle names now. I do, yeah. Which is technically no middle names because you have two on each side, so there's nothing in the middle. That is also true. I have a symmetrical... You have a very symmetrical name. <laughs> We'll have to uh, count all the all the letters to see if I it have, works out. No, it, it does, does not work yeah. out. It's I, in, on one in my side mind, I can see on the that. Other side. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so my middle initial is in fact my middle initial if you account for spaces. We are okay. both weird math people who like symmetry. So that get is, excited about that. Is that. True. Yeah. We also get, believe audio slave is better this. than Soundgarden. Yes, it's a pretty hot take. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's have, a spicy take I have for found, sure. Yeah, talking to talking to other people, they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, that's how I, like, I knew oh, that no, we audio gar- were audio, compatible. Audio Garden. Wow. <laughs> audio Garden is the best. Let's just uh, let's mm-hmm. let's fix that. I'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> audio slave. I'm just gonna copy that over. <laughs> No, that's Uh, that's one of the reasons. The first time we ever hung out one on one, that that was an actual question. I was like, okay, here's a question: Mm -hmm. Who is better, Audio Slave or Soundgarden? Because for those of you who don't know, they have the same lead singer. Yeah, Chris something. Sure. Is that right? 
100%. I have no idea. I'm really bad at knowing uh, band members' names. Hey, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> what Chris sings in Audio Slave? The, the percentage of opportunity that is a Chris or a John is extremely high. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's probably one of those two. But yeah, we um, we were supposed to hang out. Chris Cornell. What? You were correct. I was totally pulling out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just like, it's probably a Chris. Parnell? Cornell. Like the school. Like where Andy went to school? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Chris Cornell. All right. There we go. Uh, for all of you who are screaming at your... Uh, phones. Mm-hmm. Is that and he looks like American Jesus for most of these pictures. He really? basically looks like American Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the abs and everything. Oh well, yeah. Okay, I wasn't looking that picture, but sure. Well, yeah. I was. Uh-huh. Whenever you said American Jesus, I always think of ripped Jesus because the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church always yeah. has like he's got an eight pack, and I remember as a kid. Because uh, my mom's family is Catholic, mm-hmm. I remember going to Catholic Church right. Mass, mm-hmm. Catholic Church Mass, and uh, that's you what, literally that's what they take it. pictures of Catholic weddings and you go to their masses. I do, yes, still do. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks be to God. Yeah, I have to pull up a photo of the one, uh, the one that I did a couple weeks ago, and see if if mm-hmm. Jesus was ripped. But I think he yeah. was. In Protestant most, churches, Jesus yeah. is typically closed. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. He's mm-hmm. usually wearing the robe. Yeah, my sister got married. None in of church. them are accurate. No. With like the Bible's a depiction, yeah, depiction, sure. mm-hmm. uh, story, of like the beatings and everything. Where my sister uh, got married here locally. Um, there was what oh, we affectionately called, mm-hmm, yeah. what we affectionately called rocket booster Jesus, because it looked like he was literally getting exploded into outer space. That's awesome. It looked like he was getting That's shot here? out. Of, yeah. Here. Rocket booster Jesus? Is rocket mm-hmm. booster I will take you still to, here? Yeah. I'll take you to that church. I if wanna, it hasn't been remodeled. I want to shoot a wedding there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd um, be so fun. But our church where the chapel will re got married, it had a white Jesus... <sighs> high high up so a lot of the pictures don't yeah. have it yeah and that was a white jesus but but then there was a black jesus there was a black right behind jesus. us mm-hmm. yeah there was also a stained glass black jesus yeah so i feel like was if you mix Lutheran those two church? together yes if you mix those two together you might get actually the proper color the proper pigment <laughs> of the middle eastern man that jesus actually is right. yeah. was yeah is present tense uh, yeah, he's alive. Yeah. He's still that person, I think. But, like, does he have a body in heaven? A heavenly body. Okay. I think. But he ascended with his human body into heaven, so... Wait, so does he still have a human body up there? That's what I'm asking. Oh, is he the only human body up there? <sighs> That'd be so As weird. As if he wasn't special enough. Right, yeah, we all get up there in our heavenly bodies and Jesus is still rocking his He is the ultimate Enneagram body. 4 special <laughs> kid. He's like, I gotta be the unique one up here. <laughs> I'm the original. All you others are adopted. Look, I've done... I'm the OG son. (laughs) (laughs) I did everything that God ever told me to do, and now it's my time to shine. Yes. Which, to be fair, well done. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is, in fact, his time to shine. Yep. Until he comes back with, apparently, a thigh tattoo. A thigh tattoo and a white horse. I mean, who wouldn't want a white horse? Yeah, or a thigh tattoo. That feels Probably a where little I'll get my people. first. <laughs> Probably going to go first tattoo right on my thigh. My brother has one Something that says big. mom, and my mom was very offended. On his thigh? On his thigh. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. We've gone swimming together. My mom was very offended that... Uh, of all of the tattoos that he has gotten, yeah. that it was not visible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, why yeah. would you get a mom tattoo? You know I hate tattoos. Yeah, the, the, also, why is it covered up 90% right. of the time? <laughs> it's like the mom tattoo is covered up all the time, but the one with like the never soft eyeball getting stabbed with a dagger. Forearm. Right there on the forearm. Which, to be fair... His wife likes it. I do too. Because she likes eyeballs. I used to draw that Neversoft logo with yeah. the eye. And like. The... So you're an eye person too. I am an eye person. I don't. I like eyes. It's this sinew where the, there's still like stuff attached to the eye that is hard for me. Because it still has. You like, like pictures of just like eyeballs? Like if it had been the dagger through the eye, I think. I would have been like, I can see how that's really cool, actually. Uh-huh. But because the, like... It still has the, like, cornea and stuff. Mm-hmm. And whatever. And it still has the nerves and, the, like, the, the sinew coming mm-hmm. from. That's the, like, the... oh, you literally pulled that out of a brain. That yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. So that, that was a little much for me. Also because in college I was required to dissect eyes. As mm. a part of my major. Mm-hmm. And I've dissected cow's Man, eyes. I picked and... the wrong major. <laughs> I just had a bunch of boring computer stuff <laughs> and like old, <laughs> old professors who were like, oh yeah, code this thing in yeah. MS-DOS. In one class, I much we... would have rather been dissecting eyes. We dissected a cow's eye. Cool. We dissected a salamander, which I believe we named Sally the salamander. Appropriate. We, uh dissected a shark which fun fact sharks do not have bones they are 100 yeah, cartilage all cartilage which was very cool yeah and Just pushing its nose ears. and having the gel come out that is like what oh yeah mm-hmm. that was it. very cool yeah i found the shark on the beach once mm-hmm. and we were able to pull like out of its ear two out of the three cartilage is that is basically the inner ear Hmm. Which was very cool. No, I'm sorry. That was the cat. The But the shark, we got there first for the name, so we were able to name him oh, Bruce. okay. So Bruce the shark. In the same class, Wait, we had a cat. was this after Finding Nemo? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. was in college after Finding Nemo, <laughs> yes. I forget that Finding Nemo is so old now. Or like Thanks. when it well like I forget whenever it came. <laughs> I forget that you're so old. Uh, I forget like what what time frame because I know I wasn't a kid Mm-mm. when it came out. It was 2005, I believe. I think so. Or maybe six. Three. Yeah. I don't know. Hey Siri. <laughs> no, don't say Siri. My phone will hear you. <laughs> oh yeah, you have an iPhone. Normally, I will uh, talk to my Android phone. 2003. 2003. Hey, mm-hmm. I was right. Uh, the third guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was still in high school when the first one came out. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So, yeah, my senior year of college, that. And then we also had a cat, which we named Bartholomew. And then there was something else. There was a fourth thing, and I or a fifth thing, and I can't remember what it was. I feel like a frog would be a two on the nose. 
Yeah, it wasn't a frog because I remember the last time I dissected a frog was in high school. So I never got to. That was we one dissected thing. a frog and named it Heather because a girl in my group hated a girl named Heather. And I was like, great, let's cool. call it Heather. Yeah. And it was a female frog, so it worked out great. There you go. She's still my friend. I like it. Shout out to Kate. No, Katie won't be able to hear this. She's deaf. So not a shout out to Katie. Uh, we will. <laughs> we are going to start transcribing our podcast episodes uh, onto uh, YouTube videos for uh, deaf photographers and entrepreneurs to read. That's really helpful. Yeah. I find that to be very useful. I'm currently listening to a podcast where you have to buy in order to get a transcript, even if you are hard of hearing, and that makes yeah. me really frustrated. Oh, it's going to be so much work. Because I feel uh, like the, our deaf community we talk is... a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Our deaf community is one of the most forgotten about mm-hmm. and under cared for people group yeah. because they're in our culture, but they're also not, they're very much their own subculture and nobody thinks about it. Right. Yeah. Cause they're like, you can't communicate with them well, unless you know, sign language or the deaf person is just really great. At yeah. If they can read lips. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause I've, I've been able to like speak with a few deaf people mm-hmm. um, and they're just amazing at reading lips. And I'm like, oh, this is so much easier. Cause I like, I could probably make it through the ASL uh, alphabet. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I don't want to be spelling every single word. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I'd why I was like, so adamant like Morse code about Maddox doing baby signing time. Yeah. Because I wanted him to have a basic understanding of ASL so that he could communicate on a very basic level, mm-hmm. but that would get his interest going. So he would be able to, uh, pursue that going onward into his life Yeah. because I think it's really important. I agree. Yeah, that has always been a language because I am not fluent in any other language except for English, and I may not be fluent in English. Um, but I have always wanted to add. Why uh, are you saying you may not be fluent in I don't English? Know. I don't have a giant pro- vocabulary. <laughs> and the vocabulary you have is not always a hundred percent. It's not always because 100%. sometimes you make up words by mashing them together. A hundred percent. Audio time. garden. Audio garden. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite new band. Band name, I call it. <laughs> also, I'm going to change my name to Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you look like a combination of, like, Chris Pratt and maybe Chris Pine, because he has the dark hair and the darkness, like, dark eyes. Wait, which like one that. is Pine? Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. I was the thinking of Captain Evans. Kirk. I was like, I do no. not look like Chris Evans at all. Not even a little bit, babe. No. I have a photographer friend named Chris Evan. That's cool. Without an S. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. He does headshots and stuff out in uh, LA. Mm-hmm. What's up, Chris? You're probably not listening to this. Let's but start this for real. Let's start this for real. So, um, hi, okay. I'm Taylor Mansfield. So, this is Taylor. I am wife of John Mansfield. Yes, and I'm husband of Taylor. She is uh, known as the wifelet on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the wife of. Yep. We uh, were thrown together in a pseudo date. Uh, oh, the yeah. one of the first times that we hung out because that was super embarrassing. Uh, what was it like? 
six other friends were supposed to hang out with us mm-hmm. that night, and I had every single one of them bailed or was out of the state. Told or... me ahead of time they were not going to be there. Yeah. One friend day of told me that she was going to go hang with her mom, which I get. Cool. One friend told me that she and her boyfriend weren't going to be there because. Um, he was sick. She was going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And my roommate had plans. And one of my other friends basically two hours before said, hey, can you drive me to the airport? I'm going to fly home to see my girlfriend this weekend. Yeah. And that was everybody I had invited. Yeah. And this was the first time that I was invited into this group yeah, of friends. Because I had met you on you... Monday. And said, hey, you should come over on Friday. I always have a group of friends. Because at that time, I was trying to learn how to cook a lot of different things. I had tried shepherd's pie. I had tried stromboli. I had Mm -hmm. tried basically a lot of dishes that I'd always heard about or was given in a different house. Like an Italian house, a Greek house, a whatever. And I was just trying to try different foods I did not grow up with. And I was just attempting every Friday night... Because I find it easier to cook in a large quantity than a small one. I would get all the things on Thursday to make something on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then I would invite everybody over and I would have them try it and eat whatever I made. And then tell me what I needed to do differently or better or if it was good or not. And it was kind of our family dinner night. I really liked the idea of that. And I think that happened maybe twice. After I started <laughs> after, being with you. Yeah, it had after, been going on for weeks Right, before. yeah. Y'all have been doing that like every single Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I was invited. Everyone bailed. Uh, we ended up going out to dinner because we were like, hey... Well, uh, I was gonna bail on you. Yeah, I you was were so gonna bail. Yeah, you were gonna bail on me because you didn't want it to seem like a date. Yeah, didn't want it to seem like I had purposefully done this. <clears throat> and also at this time, both of us were not wanting to date. But we you were... didn't know that, and I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah, we didn't know that about each other because yet. we had talked for thirty minutes. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. On Monday, mm-hmm. I had driven you to your car because we were downtown for an event um, called. Perspectives. perspectives. Yeah. It was a class about uh, uh, missions, and, missions. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. And what it looks like to be yeah. a Christian in different countries and what it looks like to be evangelizing in those countries. And, and I had to park about a mile away because there was a UT, was a UT basketball, basketball game. game. <laughs> and I got uh, to class late. And I was like, well, I am just going to park mm-hmm. over here because it's free. And I will run there. And then you were kind enough to give me a ride back. Because mm-hmm. I recognized you from Because we had briefly met before. Uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks before at a Super Bowl party. At Holly Heldenfell's house. What's up, Holly? Heldenfell's girl, we love you. Yeah, sorry we didn't name our child after you. I still call uh, our growing baby Heldenfell's, though. Yeah. Yeah, we do have another baby growing. Uh, pretty much every pregnancy, we have called the unknown baby Heldenfels. Heldenfels or mm-hmm. Heldy. I call him Heldy for shirt. But for, I'm... for shirt. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, we have decided not to name a baby Heldenfels because we live in College Station. Yeah. And that is a big name here in College Station, and that feels weird. Yes. Yeah. But I but think you... it counts. I think so. But yeah, so that's how we met, and we yeah. hung out that and night, we hung out and we just like we were like, oh, we're minute. gonna be, we're gonna be good friends. This yeah. is gonna be fun. We at the party, we <clears throat> introduced ourselves, said maybe one or two sentences. Oh yeah, 
But the dinner... That I recognized yeah, you. The dinner where everyone bailed. Mm-hmm. We went, and, like, we even split food, and... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we... There were a couple things I was like, look, I know I'm not going to be able to finish this. Is yeah. this an appetizer you're interested in? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I love splitting food, because I get to try more things. Yeah. We got yeah. quite a lot of food that <sighs> night, but we had yeah. a good time trying everything. Yeah, it was fun. And we were then, both young professionals. We could handle it. Right, yeah. We took it for lunch the next day. <laughs> and then we became friends, and then we dated, and then we got engaged and married. And that Pretty was... shortly after, yeah. Uh, that was a little bit over eight years ago that we met and did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, about three months after we got married, I was like, hey... You know how I have this steady job, and I'm moving up in this business. And there are plans for me to take it over. <laughs> yeah, there are plans for me to like move into management and possibly take over this business in a few years, mm-hmm. uh, or so like, probably like in, in a decade or so. So we can stay in Austin and close to family. Uh-huh. And, yeah. What would you think if I started another business? shooting well i wasn't even like my original plan was not to shoot weddings your original plan was to own a photo booth a photo booth yep i had drawn out uh because i was i was bored at work and Mm -hmm. i drew out plans for like how much the initial investment would be mm-hmm. to because I already had a camera and I was mm-hmm. just going to use my camera and I would buy the props and mm-hmm. I would buy the backdrop and a tripod and a tripod and that was it mm-hmm. and then I was like if I book two two photo booth gigs at weddings I will pay for this and then everything will be profit mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how you pitched it to and me. that's how I pitched it to you but uh, a little context. Is yeah. that your parents were managing a wedding venue <clears throat> yes. at the time. Yes. And so they, I had it in there. Right. And they were saying that a lot of photographers didn't have a photo booth. They were having to separately mm. pay for a photo booth and a photographer. And a lot of people were upset about that. And they said, I remember your dad saying, there was this really cool photo booth that came in. And it wouldn't be that much... You know, you could build this up, and then eventually this would be an investment of about four grand. Mm-hmm. But with you charging two hundred and fifty dollars per photo booth, whatever, if you're interested in doing this, why don't we get you going? And we will say that we have an in-house photo booth option. Right. And so that's also one of the things you said is, I've got an in. My parents are willing to hire me. Anybody yeah. who wants a photo booth who doesn't have a photographer that offers that, I would be offered up. And, and we were already that, working Saturdays for right, your parents yeah. as, we were, to do catering. Mm, we were helping with catering and with like you know mm-hmm. setting out chairs and putting up tables and so I thought, all the back-end stuff of wedding days. I thought, no big deal. I don't work Saturdays. Yeah. Except when we do catering, you know, we'd get a hundred bucks a night and we'd get good mm-hmm. family time with your parents and, and usually occasionally your brother and his wife. Yeah. yeah. Not always, but sometimes. Sometimes they would be there too. And, and we would usually we get a there. couple uh, to-go bags of, mm-hmm. or boxes of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially like, when they had brisket. Oh, we would mm-hmm. make hash for like two or three days for uh, breakfast yeah. and that was so good. That was really good. That chicken piccata though. Oh. Gosh, that my was mom's really chicken good. piccata is good. It's it's great. Like, it's the best it's, I've had. It's the best chicken piccata in I've or had. out of a restaurant. Hey, she's Italian. That is one Italian dish that my family makes. 
a little sidebar. <laughs> when I married a man who uh, came from an Italian family, who was quite obviously by looking at him an Italian man. I am an Italian man. Uh, and finding out that his mother comes from the Fasati family, as in a famous Fasati family of Victoria, Texas. Yeah. I was oldest, so excited. Oldest delicatessen in Texas. Very exciting. 1882. To have that kind of history attached, mm-hmm. to have that kind of reputation attached. And I was pumped to be married into, or be marrying into an Italian family, and I was going to learn how to make amazing Italian food. Yeah, like you were going to learn how to make like pasta from scratch mm-hmm. and like the, you know, uh, what is it? Chef's table or no, uh, the salt, fat, acid, acid. S- sugar. What is it? What's that show? Salt, fat, acid. I don't know. It's another, I don't even remember her name right now. Um, <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Man, we're we're calling for Alexa for some help today, uh, but yeah, she—it's a heat salt, fat, acid, <clears throat> heat Spice. by Simon Nosrat. Yes, I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that, which I probably did. probably did. Yeah, I, it's okay. If you have not watched that on Netflix, Dude. do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's only four episodes, one on each. And uh, if you love food. It mm-hmm. will make you want to go to all these places. Mm-hmm. And it'll make you want to learn how to cook food. Cause, From scratch. Like, the way that she tells these stories and the way that they go into the food and how they make the stuff from scratch mm-hmm. and how um, how they care about the ingredients and mm-hmm. where they're coming from and how they're made and, like, they care about the animals mm-hmm. and they care about everything. It's it's a really great show. Makes you super sad that you live in America. <sighs> I know where we're just like ah oh, yeah whatever I don't know Pizza Hut, uh, but uh, oh, Pizza Hut. Oh gosh, why do you pick Pizza Hut? I don't know. We don't even eat Pizza Hut pizza. Oh no, I was just trying to think of something that Americans eat. Oh. I was like McDonald's and Pizza Hut are probably. They're pretty staple, right? Yeah, I think KFC? so. KFC. I know. I feel like as a kid, everyone ate at Pizza Hut. But Pizza Hut was also much cooler than it is now. Yeah. Because they had, like, buffets, Mm -hmm. and they had an arcade in Mm -hmm. our Pizza Hut. Um, But Growing up in Austin, Mr. Gaddy's was the thing until Mm. we grew up and realized, oh, there's a Manja's Pizza. Oh dang, that's real good. <laughs> that's actually and then pizza. It, yeah, and then it. Uh, they also had the deep dish option, which I Oof. used to live in Chicago yeah. when I was younger, and so deep dish is kind of my jam, which I love, and nobody else appreciates. No, it. nobody makes good deep dish around here, though. Nobody appreciates it, and so yeah. nobody. Everyone's like, "Ooh, yeah, New York style, super mm-hmm. thin, crispy." Super thin, yeah. Uh, which I mean, New York style pizza has its place. Yeah. I do love a good New York yeah. slice. But then after Manjus went out, I was like, "What do we do about pizza?" And then we found Austin's pizza. Awesome, yeah. Which was New York style, right? With their uh, pesto sauce and mm-hmm. goat cheese and sausage. Their sausage was something special too. Yeah. And that was our jam. We ate that yeah. instead. Yeah. And Shout out to Lindsay for hooking us up with free free pizza all the time no she didn't give us necessarily free pizza but she she just like it. yeah she'd give us like free drinks and stuff and she'd give us she'd a free discount drink like, oh hey not... we accidentally made two so she did accidentally do that she's like go. we genuinely accidentally made yeah. two do you mind we're like do you no, mind we will take it. We're like, yeah of course but that hot or wait no acid 
don't know. Rewind. Acid. Heat. That one. That show. They make pasta from scratch. Mm -hmm. On the counter. On the counter. And that's the kind of like authentic Italian family you thought you were marrying into. Yes. And then you came for Christmas uh, about a month before, almost exactly a month before our wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. And met a lot of my family. Yeah, and, and they were lovely to me. Yeah, and it was like a... Um, Which I wasn't expecting luck. because a big family can get real scary yeah. and very intimidating if they're not welcoming. Yeah. And they were. I was very grateful. Yeah, but it was like a potluck deal, and you were expecting a lot of... <laughs> Italian, Italian dishes. dishes. Family-style Italian like, dishes. This is going to be so good. All Fettuccine these. Alfredo. It's mm-hmm. Christmas, man. Yep. What um, did they give me, John? Uh, well, we were in Victoria, Texas, so we had Mexican food. And not just Mexican food, but Tex-Mexican food. <laughs> and it was a bunch of enchiladas. And, yeah, pretty much everyone just, like, made different enchilada casseroles. And, yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing to not have that Italian food. But my family loves making uh, Tex-Mex. Because no, for the audio, I'm just sitting in, here quietly yeah, shaking she is my shaking. head. Still, eight years later, just so bitter, so yeah. bitter that I thought I was gonna get cream of the crop Italian food. Yep. And instead, <clears throat> I get admittedly delicious Tex Mex. Yeah, it's good. Every time we go, it is very, very good. Uh huh. But I just but every I'm time so it's like, disappointed. Man, I really wish this was like authentic. I really Italian wish food. that they were making authentic fettuccine Alfredo. I uh, mm. will say though, your grandpa knows how to smoke or grill or whatever meat. He knows how to make he meat is, delicious. He is a grill master. He yeah. is very talented. He is ninety years old and he can still grill some brisket, and some sausage. Own. I mean, those ribs that we had last year, Jeez. those were really good. But yeah, so that's how we met. And that was a very, was a very synapsed version of how we met. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that a uh, word? Sure. That is a very concise story about how we met. Yes. Yeah. Even though we've been talking for like 30 minutes. <laughs> that is our way. That, that is our way. Yeah. This, this episode is probably going to be about two hours just to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're cutting out everything before we introduced ourselves. <laughs> so that five minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, how was it like, um, you know, like kind of the early years? So so I started the business um, planning to do mm-hmm. uh, photo booths. Right. First bride that I met with was like, okay, we want to hire you for the photo booth. Also, do you shoot weddings? And at that time, I had shot two weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, each one, uh, I got paid two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I thought it was because a- it was a favor. You were it, yeah, them a favor. I was doing them a favor. I had a camera. I was. You have a good eye. Yeah, I had. I had a good eye. I had a good eye, and I was like decent. Uh, mm-hmm. what I was doing. You a class or two in class, I took, right? Yeah, I took, a, I took at least one class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew a little bit about like composition mm-hmm. and I knew about depth of field, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, but yeah, I had done two weddings and I told her, um, yeah, sure. And then mm-hmm. I think I did their wedding for like 500 bucks. And uh, Was that our favorite bride? Ashley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was the greatest. Ashley and Jason. For like two or three years, awesome. she was our absolute favorite. Oh, they yeah. Were the, they were our favorite couple for so long because... I mean, just They were the most fun. They're, they're super fun. 
Uh, and she and was also a massage therapist. I still like me. Yeah, I still follow them on Instagram. Yeah, me too. Uh, and and they're still very fun. They are. They but still do he, fun things. Yeah, they're so cool people. Like he broke out into a uh, like did a surprise dance yeah. to um, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, and he was good. And wore like a gold sequins jacket. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. I did not take great photos uh, at that reception because. That you was didn't my know how. that was my first reception. Uh, yeah. The other two weddings were like little. Um, they didn't have reception. One of them, yeah, one of them was more of an elopement. My first mm-hmm. wedding was an elopement. Uh, super fun though. Mm-hmm. I was with them for ten hours that day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars, ten 200, hours, two hundred, yeah, twenty bucks an hour. It was cool. Um, I did get an authentic Cuban cigar out of it. Wow, so that was a good tip. Because um, hmm. his, yeah, yeah, his dad was from Cuba, oh, and well, the embargo go. hadn't been lifted yet. Oh. So, uh, can we buy Cuban cigars now? I feel like we should. Should be able to. <laughs> Alexa. Um, but yeah, and those. So, the that first first bride that I met with hired me to shoot their wedding, and then I was like, oh, I could be a legit wedding photographer. And then now legal to buy Cuban cigars in America. Nice. I'm gonna go buy a box. No, you're not. I'm not gonna go buy a box. Um, <laughs> but then it kind of changed my uh, trajectory and business plan from. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. From going from just doing um, photo booths on the weekends to actually shooting weddings mm-hmm. and getting into the business and learning mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but to be fair, uh, also between when she hired you in probably April or May yeah. and when you shot her wedding, their wedding, excuse yeah. me, in September. October. Was yeah. it October? Hmm? October 12th. October that... <clears throat> you actually did a lot of work and research of how to be a good photographer yes. to really like oh, yeah, to yeah. give 100%. them yeah. and you did her engagements to kind of get a feel for her mm-hmm. and make sure that like you two were in a good wavelength and that you kind of understood her personality and yeah. stuff like that of what she would like and what kind of pictures they would want. Yeah. So you really did make the effort from jump to yeah, I didn't just do this like, well. Yeah, I didn't just jump in there like, ah, whatever, I'll figure it out. Right. I did research a lot. I did use their uh, deposit check mm-hmm. to go buy a good lens because mm-hmm. at the time I only had I my kit that, lens because yeah. I was just going to use my you know 18 to 55 mm-hmm. kit lens <clears> for a photo booth because you don't need much more than that to take decent photo booth photos. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with the lighting you had. You had good lighting for that, so it wouldn't have been a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I had okay lighting. Um, but I bought my Nifty 50. It was great. It was a game changer. And I looked super professional with you those did, photos yeah. and that shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still didn't really know my camera that well, but those photos turned out pretty good. And then I mm-hmm. started booking more... And then, but then I'd, you started booking weddings. And then I started booking weddings, and I started not booking photo booths. And at first, you were only doing weddings where your parents managed. Yes. So it was first... still I was there, you were there. It was yeah. still kind of us together uh-huh. most of the time. I think the first four weddings that I did mm-hmm. were at at the Taylor Mansion mm-hmm. where. Uh, where we were all together. Mm-hmm. And then I started booking other places around Austin. And I was like, oh, like I'm a legit wedding photographer now. People are booking me at 
you know, these mm-hmm. other places. This is crazy. And that's when I realized, oh, this is becoming a thing because you were editing all of a sudden in so much of your time and yeah. you only had a laptop that was basically an old dinosaur brick and yeah pretty much i remember when you decided to make you make the investment in a proper computer rather mm-hmm. than your laptop yeah because it was taking like 30 seconds to a minute to edit one photo and have it save. And it was just really, it was wearing on us a lot because you'd get home from your eight hour a day job. Yeah, at least. Because around that time, they were kind of moving me into more supervisor type position even though i wasn't like getting paid for supervisor but they were realizing they were short staff for how much they were bringing the sales team was doing a great job Mm -hmm. so they were bringing a lot more business but they did not have the inspectors yeah i was a quality inspector Mm -hmm. so i had to check every single part before it went out to the customers Mm -hmm. um and yeah they were they were short-staffed and i was working overtime and then i would come home and then i would have to edit weddings and it it took it took a lot out of like the first year probably not so much because i only had four weddings the first year Mm -hmm. um and then 2014 hit 2014 hit and, we and got pregnant with our first child. We, yeah, got pregnant with Maddox, and then I had. And I also changed jobs. We were living yeah. in Pflugerville. Yeah. And I was commuting to work in South Austin, mm-hmm. which it was only 18 miles, but it would take me anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours to get to work every day yep. and then I would do a 10 hour shift and then it would take me about an hour and a half to get home unless it was a day where I could leave even just 15 minutes early and then I'd get home anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes faster which was exciting Yeah. Um, but doing that plus working for 10 hours while pregnant was a lot and I was really I was exhausted and then I wasn't able to do as much at home, and so that kind of fell on you, but you were Mm -hmm. really gearing up with photography, and after Maddox was born in January of 2015, we were only, what, he was probably four or five months old before I was like, something's got to give. This is too much. Yeah. I want you to leave your job, because if you're going to make photography your mm-hmm. focus let's focus on yeah. it because i was growing the business you where were really growing it by 2015 i had about i think i had 17 or 18 booked that year um which i still didn't have a good workflow and i didn't really know how to use lightroom so i had everything in the same catalog and it mm-hmm. was slowing down because i had twenty thousand photos mm-hmm. in the same thing but you didn't and have time was, to research how to do it better <clears throat> yeah yeah i didn't have time to research i didn't have good community because mm-hmm. um I austin's wasn't, a little bit more austin's every a, man for himself yeah a, a little more uh competition versus uh community mm-hmm. um but i also didn't have a lot of time to seek out those who were 
because uh, Rising Tide Society was a thing back then, I believe. Um, I don't know when that started, but, but we there was... we weren't a part of it. I Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know any other wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew our wedding photographers, mm-hmm. but they were also not open to no because like we even emailed them like hey i'm getting into wedding photography do you have any suggestions do you have any tips and then we never heard back from them mm-hmm. uh they were super great though they were i don't really think they do weddings pair. yeah and, but they were older than us and they had kids and mm-hmm. they had like their own lives that were really going and so i'm not really surprised that they didn't get back to, I mean I'm a little surprised they didn't respond but I am not surprised yeah. that you know they weren't able to help us because now looking at where we are if you were doing as many weddings as they were doing mm-hmm. and I was assisting you and then we have our two kids like yeah. and, and if somebody said hey I'm getting into wedding photography what should I do <laughs> it's like every single day <laughs> I'm constantly getting people like, hey, what what advice do you have for this? Which I love. Like, I mean, that's why that's we started this. Yeah, that's why we started this podcast. That's why we started the workshops. That's why we started our photographer happy hour. they were not workshop hour. people. And they were not mentoring people. They no. Were no, they were definitely not. Doing our job. Yeah. Making it work. Yeah. Doing a beautiful job. But they were not interested in expanding their business to include mentorship, workshops, things like that. They no. were just powering through to the next job yeah yeah and that made it i mean that didn't make it rough but the fact that i didn't have community or any mentors or anyone to go to it was pretty much just like figure it out on your own dude Mm -hmm. like just do it and whatever so i was instagram was a newborn Inst- baby. Yeah, Instagram was was a baby, and mm-hmm. I was still like posting pictures of my food, and pictures of rabbits mm-hmm. that would come Instagram by. Instagram was sometimes. like a cool and, thing that you did if you liked it. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. And then every Facebook now and then I would throw in. Very much an important aspect of a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And once 2015 hit, I felt like that's when I transitioned from Facebook to Instagram, and that's when I started finding influencers. Yeah. Which, my favorite influencer is still my favorite influencer, and her name is Kate Bryan, and she does Kate from The Small Things. And so she you found her has, back then? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Because we were doing, <laughs> we were hitting the wedding circuit. We were hitting the wedding and circuit. And our friends were getting married, and we had gotten yeah. married, and you were doing weddings. Yeah, because 2015, we were, what, like 27-ish? Mm-hmm. Six or seven. Somewhere there. Somewhere there. And, um... I had found her a year or two before because we were going to so many weddings that were out of town that I wasn't, we were driving to, that I wasn't able to, you know, have my hair nice and whatever else. And so Mm -hmm. I was trying to find really great hairstyles that I could do myself Mm -hmm. that were a little bit easier that I could do um, in the car or I could do like kind of prep my hair before and do just before we go into the chapel or whatever. And so that's how I found Kate from the small things on like Pinterest or YouTube or something like that. And I started following her on Instagram and she is my OG. I love her. I will never leave her. I found so many people from her and that was my first introduction to influencers. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that opportunity also opened you up on Instagram to finding your people. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I started following um, other photographers Mm -hmm. who were in education, and they would do little behind-the-scenes of, like, you know, this is how I edit this, or Mm -hmm. this is how I pose a couple to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh... That's great, because I have no idea what I'm doing out here. I'm just like, hey, why don't y'all, like, hold each other close mm-hmm. and look like you're in love? And, like, I would literally say, like, look like you love each other, which is the worst thing to say, because then they're just like, but we do, or we don't really want to look that way. Because <laughs> uh, some people are just not lovey-dovey people. And, and that's okay. Know, and that's cool, yeah. But, um, but that's hard to get love across when mm-hmm. it's just like we're not super affectionate yeah but it was really difficult to grow the business because i did not have anywhere to like youtube wasn't really what it is now where i couldn't just go on youtube and be like how, how do i pose people and there wasn't mm-hmm. whatever it's called unposed promptography, mm-hmm. all these different things. Pinterest was a huge resource at that time. Pinterest was a big resource, but it was a lot like how Pinterest is now, where it's just like all the same poses. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at the work of other artists and yeah. photographers. And I, but... I definitely did some copying there where I would like screenshot mm-hmm. pictures from Pinterest and then I would go to the photo shoot and be like, all right, pull out my phone, mm-hmm. look at it. Oh, and you had brides send them to you oh, from I, Pinterest. Oh, and... I had so many brides send me Pinterest boards mm-hmm. and print their Pinterest boards. And say, these are the shots and, I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, here is, like, I had a bride hand me five pages of pictures that she printed from uh, from Pinterest onto a Word document and just handed them to me at the beginning of their engagement session and said, this is what I want. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean... I know we talked about client expectations uh, a few episodes ago. If you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that because you don't want your bride uh, or groom handing you Pinterest. Yeah, you don't uh, need them dictating yeah. what you guys are going to do in your session because you are the professional. Mm-hmm. You get to dictate. Right. Which that happened to me whenever I was first starting out as a massage therapist. I would ask people what they like and what it, and so and now you know I'm. 10 years into being a massage therapist and I tell people what I think would benefit them and Mm -hmm. I do and you know people will say well you can push harder and I say yeah I absolutely can but I don't think your muscle needs that so just give me a few minutes if it doesn't release then we'll try we'll try it differently and you know I've had a lot of people be really surprised that I that you know what you're talking about no, more that they, they don't have to be manhandled in order to get results. Mm, mm-hmm. And I used to manhandle. I used to do yeah, things where I was I've just had like, those, oh. uh, those massages. I've had a few mm-hmm. a few uh, gifts at different uh, national chains mm-hmm. that uh, I go in there and they're either manhandling me or uh, they're just like tickle in my back mm. and I'm like oh cool this is doing nothing <laughs> uh, but thanks I'll have my wife give me a massage later um, which I don't I'm so you don't. sorry no, I people do. ask that question a lot I they, do not yeah. give John oh, massages every single person whenever they're like oh what does mm. what does your wife do or whenever I tell them you know, yeah my wife's a massage therapist mm-hmm. we're both in the service industry they're like oh that must be amazing like I have to schedule massages 
And I don't even schedule massages with you anymore. No, like, I make you schedule them with one of my old coworkers. Yeah, you were like, hey, we she has a similar style. Mm-hmm. I set you up with a massage. Mm-hmm. If you like her, start mm-hmm. scheduling there. And I do. I go see her once a month, mm-hmm. uh, which has been great mm-hmm. uh, for my back and my And neck. our marriage. And our marriage, <laughs> yes. Because I sure. used to try and schedule that with him, and it did not work for us. No. It didn't work for us because... But we also rarely would, like, put up the table. Well, it's because and... there was always so many other things that were important that became priorities. Yeah. That I was like, you need to go to someone else. Yeah. And that's what we did, and that has worked out really great for us. It's and I'm great. sure that there will be a day where I will be your massage therapist again, but today is not that day. No. That reminds me. I need to schedule another massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't last time I was in. I've got one with her on Friday. We're doing a trade. Nice. I know. Maybe I can get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the first couple years of business, I did not uh, take a paycheck. No. Um, for at least a year and a half. I think after a year and a half, I started taking like... A hundred dollars a wedding or something for myself. But you did give fifteen percent from jump. From jump, uh, we did. We we started the business. That was one of the things mm-hmm. when we were like sitting over the napkin that I had uh, scribbled on. scribbled on at work. Um, we we came up with all heart photography um, and the name, which is from uh, Colossians three twenty three. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart, as if doing it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we decided that we wanted to be able to give to charities because mm-hmm. um, we were not financially able to barely pay rent mm-hmm. at that point. Like we were, we were paying rent and we paying, all of our bills. Yeah. And then, and then we, we were would, skimping on everything. Yeah, we would eat a little bit, uh, but we we couldn't do anything fun for sure. We did we had zero expendable income. Our fun was we would do something we called Pinterest dates, where we would uh-huh. go through and we would find a meal that we were interested in making, and a craft or some kind of uh, thing just that we wanted to make yeah, or try or whatever. That we could make. Yeah. And Usually with whatever we had around the house. And I would go into my crafting box and see what we could use. And every once in a while I'd go to Hobby Lobby and get, you know, 5 to $7 worth of whatever we needed mm-hmm. to do the project, the craft, the whatever. And I was like making my own curtains kind of thing at that time. Like yeah. we were... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We so we yeah, we had like zero uh expendable income. Yeah. But we had a heart for and still have a heart for those in need. And mm-hmm. uh, and we wanted to like we had friends who were missionaries and we wanted to support them, but mm-hmm. we couldn't and like financially we couldn't mm-hmm. and we wanted to give to different charities mm-hmm. because there were so many great things going on and people going and saving people people's Mm -hmm. lives and we're like we want to give you money but we have no money Mm -hmm. uh so that was a huge thing whenever we started the business we were like this business is going to give where we cannot Mm -hmm. and is going to continue to give Mm -hmm. Uh, and i do think that that's one of the reasons why the business took off so well at Mm -hmm. the beginning 
Um, well, we prayed for it. It was very blessed. Yeah, yeah, we prayed for it, and I think that it mm-hmm. was blessed because is we were given back to um, not only our family. community, but we were giving back to uh, you know international mm-hmm. uh, charities and charities that mattered to us as yeah. a family mm-hmm. that mattered to the world that helped the vulnerable. Yeah, it's very important to us. Yeah. So from yeah from the very beginning, first dollar that came into the business, fifteen cents of that went to yep. charity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we were doing that. I was not taking a paycheck. I was just pouring whatever money came in, straight back into new gear. Bought a new camera. Bought you know a nice lens. Bought some new stuff, started advertising on Wedding Wire. Because um, you knew enough about business that yeah. you pour it back in. I mean, yeah. and that's been reiterated every time we listen to mm-hmm. how I built this. Yeah. Also, from the very beginning, we started this as a business. Mm-hmm. And I started this as an employee. Mm-hmm. I was not... Uh, I mean... Technically on paper, I am sole proprietor, but I was not like CEO type person. Mm-hmm. I was an employee. Mm-hmm. I got paid hourly for shooting a wedding. Mm-hmm. I got paid hourly for editing. Um, no, you didn't. Or no, no. I got paid by the job for for editing, mm-hmm. um, which was really included in the the wedding. Yep, the wedding um, fee. The wedding fee. Mm. But but yeah, once I started paying myself. Um, it was not much, uh, probably, probably about 45% of, uh, which is still about what I pay myself, uh, after, after all the expenses and taxes and mm-hmm. giving and, but uh, what you were charging for wedding was profit. significantly less. Oh yeah. Yeah. So much less. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, you were not as skilled, no. you were not as seasoned and no. you have a lot more education skills yeah. Technic like your your technology that mm-hmm. you use the I've equipment that you use thousands and thousands of dollars on education and learning mm-hmm. from people and taking courses, going to conferences, taking workshops, mm-hmm. and thousands of dollars on gear and better equipment that mm-hmm. I can use the knowledge that I've learned to take better photos with the better equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I better be charging more than I was. You know, seven years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but and yeah, you the, now have a big community of people who really believe in you. Yeah, yeah, and I believe in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, and I I get asked, uh, pretty regularly from photographers who are like, I want to start, like, I want to go full time. Sure. How do I pay myself? Sure. Um, and. The answer is you don't. The right answer away. is you don't. If you want, if you want your business to succeed, um, you're probably not going to be able to take uh, a paycheck at the beginning. You might be able to. Um, I did not. I was not making enough in my nine to five um, to be able to. Uh, like, I, I was not a high paying nine to five where I could just like pour money, extra money into the business Mm-mm. to grow it faster. Well, because I wasn't working at that point. So yeah. we needed every dollar with, you made. Mm-hmm. With the new baby. Uh, if we I had were... still been working 
my full-time job on top of yours, Mm -hmm. it would have been much more um, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, you don't really know um, what life is going to throw at you Mm -hmm. and what your circumstances are going to be. I mean, it's been a roller coaster for us Mm -hmm. from... You know, moving to a new market here in College Station. And Which I think was still one of the best things we could have done for you and your I think business. so. Yeah, I think it was a great move. Um, it was a little bit rough moving here because mm-hmm. I had one wedding on the books mm-hmm. for uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. And that was... Um, a little scary and then we moved here and I didn't know anyone I had never shot a wedding in College Station Mm-mm. and you know I just and I got a full-time job and you got and a full-time the baby job with you. yeah and then I was full-time parent but I was still feeding the baby yeah yeah it was it was a lot of uh, transition <laughs> a lot of transition a lot of family time a lot of schedules not really being consistent mm-hmm. um and I think that's one of the things that has really helped us whenever we can have consistent schedules is like we get in a groove and then we're like okay yeah cool Mondays are like my work days Mm -hmm. where Mondays I'm getting six eight hours of work in Mm -hmm. for either this light and dark business Mm -hmm. or my all heart photography business and uh, and that's really helped because I can kind of plan my week knowing that Monday I'm going to have a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be able to to knock out a few of these big ticket items for the week. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, I don't know, like we might be able to do this. I might have a couple hours here. Um, mm-hmm. Right but... now, we've we've done schedule after schedule. We've blocked it out. We've done mine and his and, you know, all the things multiple times. Um because the nature of both of our jobs is very flexible, very transitioning. Yeah. Um, add me having babies in there, it just throws a wrench in a lot of things um, a lot of the time. Also, having babysitters and then not, and having a nanny and then not, and just kind of having that um, flux has been ever-changing. And you said that we got... A question that really pertained to this yeah. specifically. Yeah, especially uh, what we're talking about right now. Um, and that's, uh, that question was from Wyeth Augustine. Uh, she's a really awesome photographer up in North Carolina. Met her in Orlando uh, a few months ago. Um, and she asked, how do you manage your time so that you still have time for your marriage, family, and your business? Uh, because I still have a full-time job and I feel like I'm working 24-7. It definitely wears on my husband when I'm working morning, night, and weekends, Um, which I totally feel that Mm -hmm. because that was me for years, Mm -hmm. Um, which the years part really was because, um, you know, we had pregnancies and we had mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and we had newborns and we had you know like you said where lack we had sleep. <laughs> yeah lack of sleep and we had babysitters who got married and moved away and we had babysitters who just you know this semester they could and the next semester they can't mm-hmm. yeah. or we could do Wednesdays but now we're gonna do Thursdays mm-hmm. and just kind of like mixing it up a little bit mm-hmm. but um for sure if you can schedule out things um where 
you know, the, there's so, really no work-life balance. No. People talk about work-life balance. It's not a thing. It's not. You are either focused on your work or you're focused on your life. <laughs> I was, was going to say balance. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, but... You're working on your proprioception. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where are you in space? Yeah. Where's my equilibrium right now? <laughs> um, but you can... So what we try to do whenever we can... Su- stick to schedules is uh, like I said Monday is a heavy work day for me we still get up we still have breakfast together mm-hmm. uh, you know still see the kids sure. uh, still help put them down for bed yeah. and like we'll have dinner together mm-hmm. but most of the day <clears throat> after breakfast through lunch mm-hmm. and through most of the afternoon is work mm-hmm. and it is a heavy work day so for me, I still like to do massage with my body in the state mm-hmm. that it's in currently. I was in a car accident last September. I was unfortunately, um, due to just my body being what it is, I wasn't able to um, stay at my full-time job that I loved. And I had a wonderful boss and a wonderful team of coworkers that were really supportive. And unfortunately, I had to leave that place. Um, I still have a couple of people that I've known for years here in town that would like massages for me. John and I worked it out where he works basically Saturday through Wednesday at this point. Yeah. Sundays we do our church thing and stuff in the morning. That's our time Mm -hmm. as best we can make it. But if he has a bride or a couple or something that they need a weekend and he's working a wedding for several weekends in a row. We are flexible with Sundays. Sunday tends to be my family night with my parents here that are here in town. And that works out great. If John does have to work, we just go to my parents early. You know, the kids love it there. They're, they're very familiar with it. They have a lovely backyard, a dog an upstairs play space that they've specifically made for the kids to be up there playing. So it is, it is a really wonderful uh, blessing that my parents are in town. So if John does have to work Sunday, that's fine, but we try and keep Sunday to a minimum just so he can answer emails, do any kind of upkeep Mm -hmm with financials, whatever. But Monday hits, and in our house, John does the cooking because, one, he's better at it than me, and two, at this point in my pregnancy, standing up for long periods of time is very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, so he will usually get up early with our daughter and start on breakfast of some sort. And then she'll come in and say good morning to me, get me out of bed because she loves me so much. And we'll usually sit in bed and chat for a little bit, or maybe I'll put on a show for her, depending on, you know, what the morning is like. And then I'll get up and we'll go um, make sure that our son is up. And then we'll all have breakfast together as a family. And then John goes to work. And he closes the door. Sometimes he locks it if he's got a meeting or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I make an effort to allow him to be working and consistently keep the kids away from him so he can concentrate. Um, He'll he'll take a break for lunch. He'll take a break to that evening for dinner. 
but he'll help me do bath time and whatever with the kids, bedtime stuff. But as soon as the kids are down, he and I have about 30 minutes of our time. And then he will go back to work if he has things that are really pressing. Um, that works out great for me. That gives me some alone time. Um, unfortunately, lately, I haven't been able to muster up the energy to do dishes or clean or things. A lot of times I'm just like resting and trying to decompress from the yeah. day. First trimester problems. <laughs> um, but that was... Before, that was my time to get stuff done, mm -hmm. you know, plan for the next day, um, confirm all of our play dates for later that week, things like that. Yeah, do um, uh, cross-stitching and crafts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I love to cross-stitch. Yeah. Um, but then Tuesday and Wednesday are very similar. When uh, Two days a week, we have our daughter um, in a daycare partly for socializing and partly for sanity. And yeah. um, she loves it, and she goes and she has a great time. Our son was in a two-day-a-week program as well. It did not suit him very well, so we pulled him out of it. And I'm okay with that because he starts kindergarten in September or August, and this is my last opportunity to really have some great one-on-one -on -one time with him. Um, but Thursdays and Fridays are my time. Or if mm. I want to do massages, if I need to run errands that I don't want to take the kids on, if I want to go have quality time with a friend or something like that, that is my time. John specifically carves out that day that he's not working, so I have that day to catch up on things. Mm -hmm. He will even take the kids out of the house so I can, if I just say I need to, I need to deal with this house like he'll take the kids out of the house and i'll sweep wipe down countertops clean bathrooms whatever that i have the energy for that and it doesn't want to. work very well whenever you have two young ones <laughs> underfoot yeah following you throwing goldfish on the floor it's like disrupt in here you know you're not allowed to get up and walk around with goldfish right yeah, yeah. so <sighs> it's it's that that's kind of how we are balancing it right now mm. um also we're really clear with our expectations yeah. Like, yeah. John knows he makes the food, and I do not. That yeah. is how we worked it, but that was not always the case. It was not always the case, yeah. It's just, uh, it's where our schedules have kind of evolved to now, um, especially with the pregnancy and, you know, you not being, you know, like super consistent with uh feeling well yeah that some days you're like i feel amazing tonight like let's do this or i want to do this or whatever yeah and, and that's usually when i'm like john you don't get to work because you're gonna help me with this project <laughs> right yeah we're gonna go do this thing instead i need you to lift family. this for me <laughs> right yeah um uh, but like the biggest advice we could give is set a schedule um, and set expectations because uh, i don't believe y'all have kids from what I remember but uh, I mean even if you do um, just like setting setting certain days um, where you can do uh, like Tuesday night is your work night and let your husband know uh, hey Tuesdays I'm gonna be working so um, she is you're... not a mother of a human she is a dog mom okay 
I thought so. Still counts as yeah. caregiving. Yes, it does still little count. Different a little bit different in you execution can, of you what is necessary You can leave them at you. home alone. You can. It, yeah. is, a, it is legal it is to legal. leave a dog at home. Yes. Uh, not in the car, though. You should no, not do that. No, that's ever. not safe. Um, but Especially not in Mississippi, <laughs> where you are from. Please don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that mm. in the summer. Yeah. She's in North Carolina. Carolina oh. Now, uh, oh, but excuse from, me, from Mississippi, Mississippi raised, originally. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. Um, Still, North Carolina. Don't do it, that. Yeah, it gets cold up there. Um, and hot. And hot. Yeah, sure. It's still the South. They right? have seasons. They have four Is North Carolina seasons. the South? North Carolina is technically the South. Okay. Because of Virginia counts. Oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's it's so weird being down here in Texas. Mm-hmm. The and, Carolinas and both count of, as the South. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I always thought of Texas as the South, mm-hmm. and then... It's not. Which, yeah, yeah. It's its, its own thing. It's a weird thing. Uh, For those directions. of you who think Texas <laughs> is the South, who have not been to Texas, or are from the Midwest, or the Pacific Northwest, or nor- I don't know where anybody's listening from. Other but, directions. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and New England area, moved to Texas when I was 11. It's its own thing. It's not the South. It's its own thing. Yeah. People are very proud of Texas mm-hmm. in yeah. Texas. Oh, and I'm very proud of living in Texas. And yeah. I consider myself a Texan because I've lived here for two thirds of my life. Yeah. And I love it here. And I think it's a wonderful state. Mm-hmm. Um, slash country. <laughs> slash country. Yes. But, but I also recognize there are benefits to living other places as well. Yes. Seasons. Uh, <laughs> but if you could set one day where you're like, hey, every Tuesday night, you go hang out with your guys, mm-hmm. or you go to a movie by yourself, mm-hmm. or you can go to that restaurant that I hate mm-hmm. and that you love. Oh, yeah. And because, uh, I mean, I, we have a couple of those where whenever you're out of town, I'm like, I'm going here for food. I um, do that too when you're gone. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shlotsky's. I um, do. I love my Shlotsky's. I can't stand it. Uh, <laughs> there's like one sandwich there that I'm like, okay, this is decent to be um, fair there's one sandwich there that that i consistently get that is because true because yeah. it's the closest thing i can get to schmaltz's mm. which is a local waco sandwich shop yeah. and i went to baylor for college and i loved schmaltz's we were going to go, go to schmaltz's uh, during the workshop mm-hmm. but I we went to magnolia there. table instead because there was like That's probably very a better little call. oh yeah it's probably would... a better call for like being there with a group. Yes. Schmaltz's yeah. is something that's, you know, important to me because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else would care about it. Yeah. Um, but having, but yeah, it's the having one thing day, I can find. one day or multiple days where that's your work day, like you're not going to have dinner together. You're mm-hmm. not going to hang out after work. You're going like straight from work and this is going to be your batch work day. And you just backward batch work editing, mm-hmm. you batch work emails, whatever you need to do. And if like, he's not, that's your power day. Yeah. And if he's and that, not a cook, if he's not like a homemaker type guy, mm-hmm. that's your night where he orders out pizza or he brings home Chick-fil-A or he brings yeah. home something and that's your... he can your... go play Call of Duty with his buds or yeah. whatever, whatever And that's your into. thing where it's like he and you both eat out that night. So it's as much time as you physically can get in front of your computer mm-hmm. or doing whatever work you need to be doing that day. Yeah. And that needs to be part of your budget and expensing because that is part of your 
work. Like, mm-hmm. you're not taking the time to cook a meal for yourself. You're picking something up that you've ordered. You're coming yeah. home. You're eating it while you're I never, doing. I never understood Favor or DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of that. Because I was like, what? I can go pick up my own Whataburger. Mm-hmm. And then... I was batch working one day and I was like, man, I'm so hungry and we don't have any food in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I can spend three bucks and have someone deliver it to me yep. and I don't have to stop working. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, if you can do like one or two days a week mm-hmm. where those are your days to work on your side hustle sure. um, after your nine to five. And then have one or two days a week that are family days. Mm-hmm. And, and they're off limits. And they're off limits. After work, like maybe answer a couple emails if you need to. Because, um, you know, you, you got to... You got to get those back quickly. In the 24-hour uh, window, my friend. Get mm-hmm. those back. Which, Follow I mean, that, if, you're, if you're doing emails every day, you shouldn't have a ton of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but just doing a little bit of work to where you still have that family time. And those are your family days. And, you know, those are date nights. And those yep. are cooking mm-hmm. in and watching movies together mm-hmm. and sitting out on the porch and all the fun stuff that... Mm-hmm. You know, in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, oh, I have all this work to do, but you know, tomorrow is going to be my work day. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do all that today. I can sit here and I can relax and I can do this and mm-hmm. we can have a Pinterest date night. And uh, I know that helped us mm-hmm. a ton. Yeah. Because... Anytime that you can get in front of your partner, look them in the eye and say, I'm with you right now. I'm focused Mm. on you right now and we're doing something together that we have decided. I'm not thinking about work. You're not thinking about work. We're in this moment together. Yeah. That always made me feel like, okay, he cares about his work and he loves it, but he's not thinking about it right now with me. He's not consumed by, he's not obsessed with it where... I don't matter anymore. Which I have that personality trait for business. Yeah. Um, I think it's that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit of You singularly focus. I get I get focused on business Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, wait. I know we're watching a movie right now, but I just had an idea of what I Mm -hmm. need to update on my homepage on my website. Mm -hmm. And then I want to go change it right then. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, I have it's happened before. It, yes, it has happened before. We're like, I'm just gonna go get my laptop and uh, work a little bit while we're watching this show. Um, Whatever, it's better than if you fall asleep. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and take notes now. Uh, whenever we're in uh, designated family time, or designated, mm. you know, I try not to take notes during date time. I mean, I usually we don't both put our phone away. During we, we try to put our phones away. We put, uh, th- we put them on loud, obviously, because we have kids and, you know, emergencies, yeah. but we, we put them away. Yeah. I mean, so much so that we rarely take date night selfies. Yeah. We forget. <laughs> and then a we're, lot. <laughs> we get back home and we're back into comfy clothes and we're all it's like, whatever. My hair know, still like, looks good. Let's take a quick pic. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. We could have looked really nice and cute for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Scheduling stuff out uh, really does help um, kind of get that quote-unquote balance between work and life uh, mm-hmm. where you have some days that are work-heavy, some days that are mm-hmm. life-heavy. And figure out what it is your partner needs. Is your partner somebody mm-hmm. who really values when you do things together and have that quality time together? Is he somebody... Um, that really needs to hear, hey, I saw that you took out the trash. I really appreciate that. Is he somebody that would 
prefer you take out the trash so he didn't have to. And he comes in, he's like, man, she took out the trash. That makes me feel so appreciated that she didn't make me do that. Like, figure out what it is. Like the, the five love language idea, like what is it that makes your partner feel loved and appreciated and make a note, even if it's something that like, I'm going to batch work tonight, I'm coming home from my nine to five, I'm going straight into this. Take a minute, maybe two, mm-hmm. to do whatever it is that your partner needs. If it's words of affirmation, write them a note on a post-it. I've got pretty much every post-it, every index card John has ever written me yeah. of something that has been genuinely loving or kind. Because that's one of your love languages. I love it. I yeah. love seeing in his handwriting that he appreciates me mm-hmm. and he is thinking about me when I'm not around and that yeah. makes me feel really good. And neither of us have love languages of gifts. No. Food. Unless it's food, which food is the s- that's the sixth love language. In our family. In our family. And we will regularly bring each other Treats. home food and just like, hey, I brought you something. And that almost always means food. Yeah. The one or two times that I brought you something from somewhere, I'm like, uh-huh. I brought you a gift, but it's not food. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Wait, oh, wait, okay. Uh, yeah, this is different. What is this? You're currently drinking out of one of the gifts that I got you. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got him a special, I guess a brandy or whiskey glass. <laughs> yeah, I was drinking brandy out of it, uh, but it has uh, long since been emptied uh, <laughs> during this recording. Uh, but it's Deathly Hollows mm-hmm. emblems on it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. John is not much of a Harry Potter person, but he really loves that symbol. He thinks it's one of the coolest. Uh, it is. Of the. I appreciate Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I'm just not like a super fan. Well, that's what that's what I, I, meant I loved. I loved by going... not a Potter head. Like you like the story. I, yes, I like the story. I like the books. I mm-hmm. like the movies. Um, I loved uh, going around Universal and that Diagon really Alley cool and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a Potter head. Yeah. I know that I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, I don't have my wand memorized like what i think it's unicorn hair mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's the core mm-hmm. i don't know um but it says it's i can i can log in hearted person very hard to corrupt there we go that's me <laughs> see i am more of a hot potterhead i really love delving into that because the story meant so much to me mm-hmm. and so i thought it was cool that he was into almost like a subplot story which it is one of the coolest parts of that final story is is the hollow story which is a little bit dark which suits john yes i am very dark yeah you have a darkness to you i do and um i think that just kind of allowing allowing that to come through in your point of view for photography has been really cool to see because you've recently I, developed that in the last year maybe yeah. too because you used to do a lot more light and overexposed and things like that mm-hmm. until you realized that just I think it, it took came, me it came to a point where you were deciding whether or not you wanted to be a photographer anymore yeah and it, then I said it took well, me a while to find my style um i tried to be trendy for a while uh because that's what was booking Mm -hmm. and i was like all right cool i'm light and airy so a lot of my earlier stuff was light and airy but you didn't like it but uh, yeah it wasn't 
Like, you didn't it wasn't like my how favorite. it turned out mm-hmm. in your pictures because it wasn't, it was like the mood and the edit weren't lining up. Yeah. And you told me one day that you really wanted to decide, you're like, you said something about, like, I don't know if I should be a photographer anymore. I said, well, do you still love it? And you said, well, yeah. And I said, then what is it that you don't want to do? And you said, I don't really like the pictures I'm taking. I don't really like the style I'm doing. And I said, well, what style do you want to do? And then you took about a month, maybe two, to really Mm -hmm. look at people that you did like their style and you admired what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And that's when you transitioned into the dark of light and dark. Yes. And that's when you started saturating and doing more moody and doing more evening Mm. exposures and doing... And really focusing more on emotions Mm -hmm. rather than Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of like uh, Devin Robinson uh, talks about uh, shooting in the moment and not Mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like probably the first five years of uh, shooting weddings, I was shooting at moments Mm -hmm. and occasionally I would have, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was catching them. Like I have Mm -hmm. some sort of intuition where I can feel something coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, Ooh. which is why you're so great with kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. You like, can always can, catch the right I can moment. Always catch with that kid. moment with mm-hmm. the kids whenever they're, you know, jumping and, and laughing and whatever. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is probably why people like to hire me for family photos because mm-hmm. I can usually bring out some fun stuff with their kids. Um, which is so funny because I wouldn't consider you a kid person. I'm not a kid person. But you're really, really great with kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. In short periods of time sure uh i'm good like for an hour at the park and that's 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 about it yeah you do great in children's church i do yeah i used to used to lead worship in children's church and they loved me yeah and you were a lot of fun you're a high energy super fun person yes and that's why kids really just enjoy being around you yeah 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 but uh so one of the things that I would say if you are a photographer, if you are listening with a spouse, if you have a spouse, um, speaking to the partner of photographers, um, allow yourself to be their sounding board in some way. If they are feeling agitated, if you are seeing that they, um, are going about things and and it's not working the way that they want um really pursue and figure out what what is um giving them the hard time and just like hey do you still love this is this still something that you want to pursue or allow them to come to you and say um hey i maybe this maybe this is not right and just instead of allowing them to give it up don't allow them to give up allow them to really come to a conclusion of is this something i still really want to do if the answer Mm. is no allow them to let it go it's not quitting it's not failure it's yeah i've run my course with this and it was a great experience and you probably learned something really great yeah because if a couple years ago you would ask me you know do you still enjoy take shooting weddings and i was like no 
I wouldn't have seen those five years in business as a failure. No. It would have been like, yeah, that was really great. Really cool experience. Like, I was able to do this, but it's not what I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So let me go do something else. Uh, which, I mean, I owned a, a t-shirt screen printing business mm-hmm. uh, through high school and a little bit of college. And then it turned into something that I didn't like doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's just sell this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And I'm glad because... I don't didn't want to do, do it anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. But if, you're, if your partner wants to be a photographer and is just feeling stuck or frustrated, really allow them to come to you to figure out what it is that's holding them back or frustrating them and allow them to um, just kind of work it out with you. Um, because you're in it as much as they are. I mean, like, you're having to be the other side of the balance board. I mean, he says work-life balance. Well, when he's working, I'm having to do life Yeah. without him, mm-hmm. which can be really, really difficult. Um, and so that's something that we take into account with... That's why he comes out for lunch and that's why he comes out for like for meals because I need those breathers of, hey, I need your help or, Mm -hmm. hey, I need a break. And he'll start making food and the kids will be with him for 15, 20 minutes while I take a break. Um, So, yeah, just kind of really be willing to listen and hear what they have to say. And if they're finished and it's it's their time to be finished, be proud of them for what they've accomplished. And if it's their time to keep going and they need the encouragement, be the one that is uh, willing to encourage because that's really important. And you're in this too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely would not be where I am if it wasn't for you cheerleading me on and being here supporting and mm, I gave up on the pom-poms years ago though yeah yeah pom-poms are over overweighted they're, John, they're it's overweighted. after 11 o'clock so. they're very heavy yeah <laughs> ladies and so. gentlemen I'm very sorry when it uh after 11 o'clock John's uh vocabulary turns into a pumpkin yeah. And his words stop working after 11 and before 11 a.m mm. I just I cannot uh like you have been um keeping a list of funny things that I say since we've been dating since we've been dating and since the April of our date like the week after we started dating I started writing down April 2012 and it literally is called on my phone awesome things John says and 90 percent of those were either before 11 a.m. or <laughs> after 11 p.m. Yeah, I probably should have time stamped them. Yeah, most of them are after 11 p.m. because mm-hmm. it's just between 11 and 11. I just uh, mm-hmm. I say weird things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who has been at uh, any of our overnight workshops, uh, you know that. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know if you stayed up with us after 11, um, <laughs> but things get a little weird and I get kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, my, the, my, uh, see, sentences even, get jumbled. Even now, what you're I cannot even put in words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sentences get jumbled and I don't really know what I'm talking about. Although that is our, our marriage phrase came from an after 11 o'clock 
sentence jumble, and it uh, ended up making sense, and it's still one of my favorite things. Yeah. But um, most of the time, it just comes out silly. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much all I have to say is the wife of, spouse of, partner of a mm-hmm. wedding photographer. Unless you have any other questions. No, no. I also wanted to talk to those of you who are rocking the single life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't feel like you need to have um, a partner in your life. Uh, I think I just broke my chair. <laughs> um, Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> it's after 11. Everything falls apart. Uh, but... <laughs> but like find find good community like have people there for you they don't have to be a romantic person in your Mm -hmm. life um because singleness is awesome yeah Uh, we both loved being single oh yeah yeah i mean that's why when when we met we were not looking to date Mm because we were loving being single and Mm -hmm. it was great yeah Yeah. um i decided to be the really cool aunt to my sister's kids yeah and I decided to just be cool, or, <laughs> or at least try. <laughs> I was not good at it, um, but um, but yeah. If if you're if you're single, um, do the same thing with scheduling stuff. Like just pick a day or two, because I know. Um, like kind of working side hustles and stuff. When I was single, uh, it can feeling drained. Yeah, it leaves you feeling drained. Like you always have something to do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I should be doing this. I shouldn't be watching Office for the eighteenth time. I should be, you know, working on SEO. But like, pick days that are your your treat yourself days, mm. where it's like, yeah, after work, I'm not gonna work on my business. No. And mm-hmm. you know, Wednesdays are for you know hanging out and wearing pink and <laughs> listening uh, to the podcast and listening to the podcast and and like pick certain days of the of the week certain times of the day that are for work and then other times that you should not be thinking about work uh and it'll help you from feeling overwhelmed and run down mm-hmm. uh but yeah i think that's about all we have to say about this do you want to talk about what you're loving yes okay what are you loving so I have a few things that I'm really loving. Um, so I just before Christmas decided that I was going to listen to Little Women because I don't ever remember reading it as a young woman, and I knew that uh, Greta Gerwig's version of Little Women that she wrote and directed was coming out, and mm-hmm. I knew I was going to see it because I had seen a clip on YouTube about. Um, how one of the scenes was shot and I found it to be so compelling how much um, work and time and thought and energy had gone into just this one scene that was barely two minutes long Um, and I find people who are really passionate um, and really excited about their work to uh, I I tend to catch that I, I tend to be excited for them and want them to succeed and so I knew that I was going to be watching that movie because I I wanted to um, support Greta in that way which feels weird because I don't know her in life but like hey Greta what's up um, <laughs> I find you wonderful so um, I 
don't right now have the time to sit down and read. I don't prioritize that um, with my two small kids and my pregnancy going on. At the time, I was not pregnant, um, but my two small kids. And um, so I love audiobooks and podcasts and things. So I uh, listened to that and then went and saw the movie, and I have not been able to let it go. I just I love it. I mm-hmm. think that it was very well done. I think... Um, drawing out the aspects of the women and uh, what each of them desired in life and really highlighting their different ambitions um, was really an interesting way because each of the four of them did have ambition and it was just um, really beautiful how each one was given um, their time and that each one of their dreams mattered even though they were really really different nobody was better than anybody else which i really appreciated mm-hmm. um i am loving star wars uh for the first time yeah sat down in january and decided to watch um both the trilogies from the 70s and the current i have already seen the prequels when i was a teenager and those were coming out because i was like super into Hayden Christensen from another show that he had been on, Higher Ground. And Mm. I really loved that show. Is he doing anything now? Not that I know I don't think I've seen him since he was Anakin. I don't think so. Mm. Um, But I... um, So I watched those movies originally for him, and I didn't truly enjoy them, and so I just decided Star Wars wasn't for me. So then I... Those are probably the worst ones to come into in the whole Star Wars universe. And I didn't know at the time. I I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, So then I watched four in one night and was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. And I immediately started five. And then, uh, so I watched four, five, and six, uh, kind of sequentially in a two to three day period. Um, and then waited about a week so I could kind of digest that and then, um, watched seven and then the next day watched eight. And then about two weeks later, a friend of mine took me to the final installment that was out recently. And I really enjoyed all of that. Um, and I started overanalyzing a lot the um, personality, specifically of Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, but um, a lot of the newer characters that I found really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Carrie Fisher and her development of Leia and um, Mark Hamill and his development of Luke Skywalker. And yeah. I found those... I have a lot of feelings and thoughts. If you're interested, I would love to share. <laughs> um, so that's something I've been really loving because it's. I just love to go into kind of that character deep dive. I think that's it's really interesting and fun to to kind of deep dive those types of things. Um, I've been a fan of Eliza Schlesinger. I'm probably saying that wrong. Sorry, Eliza, for a long time. Yeah, and... thanks for listening, Eliza. <laughs> And uh, she's been showing up uh, all over the place because she is the lead female in Spencer Confidential, the new Mark Wahlberg movie that uh, came out on Netflix on March 6th. And disclaimer, it has a lot of language. So if you do not like F-bombs, don't watch it. It's not for you. Um, 
there is a good amount of graphic violence. Yeah. But it wasn't like if you enjoy war movies, it wasn't. It's not like a shoot 'em up type movie. Mm-mm. I mean, it's kind of like that type, but it wasn't a bunch of like Mm-mm. gun battles and no. stuff. There's a lot of machetes though. There's one scene uh, with guns. Everything else is just like, kind of fist fighting, really. Mm-hmm. Which is very Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Uh, you know, boxer type stuff. Well, it's his Boston attitude. Just why would you use a gun when you use your fist? Yeah, use your fist. Um. So that's a disclaimer. There is, there's definitely some graphic stuff in it, but the story I thought was really interesting. I liked the character that Mark Wahlberg is. Um, I like Liza's character. I liked Eliza's character a lot. Oh, who was the, um, the guy who played Hawk? (gasps) I don't know his name. Oh, dang it. I have to find, oh, dang it. Now I'm so upset because he is one of my favorite actors right now. I saw him in Black Panther, uh, originally, he was the leader of the oh, Jabari clan. That's where I knew him from. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. And I just, oh my gosh, Winston Duke. That's his name, Winston Duke. Okay. And I think that he's really, really talented. I thought that he was really great in this particular movie because he's not just a meathead boxer. He is a developed character with a really cool background as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like his character. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I thought that it was really well done. Um, also for you podcast junkies, Mark, uh, Mark Marin is also in the mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. briefly, uh, but it was kind of cool to see him in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the movies I'm interested in, um, slash Little Women book. So, um... If you have been following along at all, John has talked about the podcast with Knox and Jamie. Oh, yeah. And I was the one who introduced that to him because Mm -hmm. I love them so much that I finally was like, okay, I'm going to have to become a friend of the show. Yeah. And about three months later, I was like, nope, I have to be a best friend of the show. (laughs) Yeah. I I did not like the show at first. No, you didn't. Because I didn't know who they were talking about. They talked about a bunch of pop culture stuff. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, so-and-so, and and they're married to so-and-so, but then they were with this person. I was like, I know none of these names. You don't care. Uh, But yeah, I don't don't care anymore. And they do like fun deep dives into uh, movies. You appreciate the best friend of this show quality than you do the regular podcast most of the time because those are the deep dives to movies yeah those are the parts where they're a little bit more unfiltered because it's behind a paywall Mm -hmm. and also they talk about more of a wide range of pop culture that you are interested in rather than like current pop culture. Right. Which like, you don't care about a lot. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just found out that Chrissy Teigen's married to John Legend. So You just found that out. Well, like recently in the last month or so. Really? Yeah. That's strange. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't really uh, Why did you think that she was famous? I don't know. I assume I mean she is in her own right. I'll I assume give her that, she but... was an artist or she was a singer or uh, she, she was an actress. She is the DJ on uh, Lip Sync Battle. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw that she was on that. And then, I, oh, that's how I found out that uh, they were married was because John Legend was on Lip Sync Battle. Mm-hmm. And then I think Which, you, like, hello, LL you had told Which, like, hello, LL Cool J, way to glow up and back into pop culture in right. a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, Popcast. I love the Popcast mm-hmm. now. So their COO, Aaron Moon, is somebody mm-hmm. that I adore. I don't agree with hardly any of her opinions. Um, and that's what makes me so interesting and fun. Uh, she loves the Duke of Weaseltown the most in the original Frozen. Like, whose favorite character is the Duke? Anyway, so she loves the baddies. She's a she's a fan of the baddies, which is ironic because Ben Moon is the most genuine, authentic, and just like inspired with true awe by just small things in life mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. And so it's just I love that she loves the baddies and also loves Ben Moon, her husband, who is wonderful and just has childlike wonder for wonderful for just really cool things. Which yeah. Um she has a newsletter called Lil Treasures that I consistently read because it is a treasure. And um she has led me through that to my last what I'm loving inspirational sports clips <laughs> yes and I love seeing the manager of a basketball team get put in with two minutes left and score three I love seeing Bobby I don't remember his last name coming back from 100 days sober, coming back to his hockey team, and the first game back, he shoots and scores a hat trick, three goals, which is really rare. He gets a hat trick, and everybody in the whole stadium is screaming, Bobby, Bobby, and he just mm-hmm. gets really emotional because, you know, he's kind of pulled his life back together i'm sure with wonderful people alongside him to help him but it's like all of those moments at the end of yeah. all those sports movies like yeah. Rudy and oh Remember my gosh the yes 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 stuff. yes i oh yeah give me a good inspirational sports movie any day of the week i oh, love yeah. it i love it love it i feel like there hasn't been one in a while or at no. least at least one that i haven't i haven't we seen watched one. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari expecting that and it was a different kind of victory that they got which I was still like no that was still good but Uh how they ended it which they needed to to kind of get a better understanding of the whole story right but how they ended it was just like oh that left me a little bit down right it's also a true story it is a true story yeah Uh, but so is remember the titans Mm mm-hmm and even though they ended on a funeral, it didn't feel as down as, <laughs> as Ford vs. Ferrari, Ford Ferrari yeah. which was also a great movie if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was a really good. high quality movie. Mm-hmm. I did Christian not Bale like, was great in it. I did not like Christian Bale's accent at first, but then it grew on me. Because it's his actual voice. Is that his actual voice? That's his actual sounding accent voice. I've ne- I probably have never heard him in Oh, a, I was in introduced to him with the Newsies. I thought Jack oh. was who he was and yeah. I thought that Jack was the greatest for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. No, Christian Bale is as uh, a newsy. Is... I think I was introduced to Christian Bale I don't know. I'm going to introduce our daughter Probably... to Christian Bale as the Newsies and she's going to be so upset that she is like Probably 40 psychic. years younger than all of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the yeah, Sandlot. She's going to be like, they're old. And be like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a great summer jam. It is a good. Yeah. It's a good summer opening movie, The Sandlot. Another good sports movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also with a great ending. And coming of age, kind of. It's a coming they're, of age they're, movie. They're coming into... Coming of honesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of coming of age uh, shows, that is one of my... Um, one of my Sorry, that was that a lot of things I've been loving. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is your first podcast to be on, so you've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, for me, this week, um, I started watching um, I'm Not Okay With This. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a uh, coming-of-age type, um, mm-hmm. like, teenage angsty uh, TV show on Netflix um, and each episode is like 30 minutes so it feels like I'm binging because mm-hmm. I've seen like four episodes already um, but I it was I don't think that's considered binging though it's not no uh, but it feels like it because they're short and I'm like oh I'm already on episode two um, well, but, but you also have children, so watching television right, feels yeah. like a luxury. I, yeah, I get to <laughs> I get to watch TV ten minutes at a time. Yeah, the things I'm loving started back in December and have gone through till now. So mm-hmm. let's be very clear. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why most of the things that I'm loving are podcasts. Yeah, because I'm like I can listen to this while I'm working. Yeah. I can listen to this mm-hmm. anytime because I don't watch TV while I edit. Mm-hmm. I just I can't do it. I get sucked into TV and movies, mm-hmm. and I just. Like, I tried to do that, even with The Office, because I'm like, I've seen this a million times. No, Parks and, and Rec, I'll put I it have on. to watch it. Yeah, I put it on the other day while I was yeah. editing, and then I just started watching it, and it was Jan's baby shower, Yeah. and then she showed up with Astrid, and... Oh my gosh, yeah. which I used to love the name Astrid <laughs> when I was a teenager. I thought that was a beautiful name. Until and Scott. they totally ruined it. Yeah. And my family still makes fun of me for having liked that name yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but the I'm Not Okay With This show is really good. It's a, uh, I didn't really know what it was about, but I liked the lead girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Bev in uh, the new iterations of uh, Stephen King's It. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, And then also Stanley Mm -hmm. from It Mm -hmm. and It Too um, is also in this show. And his name is Stanley again, Um, which I wonder if his real name is Stanley. I'll have to look that up. Is that like in the office where Angela was Angela? And and Phyllis is Phyllis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could be. Uh, I don't know. I really but hope now that Creed's name is actually Creed. That Creed, would make me happy. Creed's, Creed's real name is Creed. No! Yeah. That makes his character so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was in that band in the 60s. <gasps> like, the picture that they showed of him in the band? No! That was actually him in that band. <laughs> yeah, it's You are lying to me right no, now. No, that's why Creed is my favorite. Oh! <gasps> Oh, I thought Creed was your favorite because he was the biggest weirdo ever. He's also a really big weirdo. Um, but, like, his one-liners are perfect. The day, Just perfect. The, the day that he shows up at, at work with blood all over his shirt, and then he's like, oh, it's Halloween. Well, that worked out nicely. I was just like, <laughs> you are my favorite. You're always going to be my favorite. This is so great. Um... Uh. But it's really cool. This show. Uh, See, I'm the opposite. I liked Aaron. Oh, I did. At the end. Yes. I mean, in the darker years. Mm. But I loved. I loved Aaron. She was just so perky and happy. Yeah. And even when she was upset, she was like 
sort I of smiling. I didn't like her at first because she was... Ellie Kemper is lovely. She took Pam's spot, and I was like, I don't like you already. But Pam wasn't Pam anymore. Pam she wasn't grown Pam up. anymore. Yeah, she's a different Pam. Pam, Pam. Um, but uh, the I'm not okay with this show is, is pretty good. I like it. Uh, this girl... Uh, finds out that she like has some sort of superpower something mm-hmm. um, and it's all about her navigating um, is she a singular superhero or, or superpowers or does like family members have superpowers as well and they can mentor her through that uh, family members do not okay. as of episode four I don't know if it you know something else is comes this out something in the world like x-men where mutants exist no. and people know about no. it or? she does not live in an x-men type universe okay uh, so this is it's yeah that's why it's so scary for her because okay, she's like yeah. i can't talk to anyone about this no, that's and really like scary. she gets mad at this dude and gives him a nosebleed oh. and then she's like did i just do that and then she oh, yeah, does something else and like the stop sign goes flying mm-hmm. and she's like oh i'm actually controlling these things mm-hmm. but i don't know how to control mm-hmm. it's, and like it's just it's like Star whenever Wars, she when gets she had the electricity come out of her hand right. and she was like i just did that oh I, my gosh and that yeah. was like mm-hmm. really jarring for her so it's pretty much the same thing mm-hmm. uh but not in a galaxy far far away or and not a, a jedi <laughs> and she's also not a jedi um but i've been liking it so far uh we'll see uh toward the end but mm-hmm. i liked her i really liked her in it um i also like stanley in it mm-hmm. i like um this stanley's character in this show much more than his character in it okay um but that's the show that i'm watching right now um podcast that i'm loving right now is brains on okay um, which is a kid-friendly podcast. Uh, Rachel suggested this to me a while back because I don't have a ton of podcasts that are okay to listen to around the kids. So whenever I'm driving in the car, uh, I'll put this on, and like they just did one about oh, dust. I just go audiobook with the kids in the car. Yeah, sometimes I'll go audiobook. But, I put the radio on in the back for that. <laughs> but I figured Maddox is five. Yeah. This is probably good. And I was like, I don't know if he's even going to listen to this. And they were talking about dust. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very interesting, like mm-hmm. what's in dust. And uh, and then he was like, we're, are we going to listen to more of that later? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can listen to that. And he was like, yeah, because I want, I want to hear about dust. Cool. All right, cool. So we listened to that, and I think uh, weather. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had an episode of weather or something. But was... Oh, he'd probably really like if it was about thunderstorms or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just started that one. It Fun was fact, about our entire family <sighs> we, loves rainstorms. We love the rain. Yeah, we every... love the rain. This new baby better love mm-hmm. the rain. Yeah, when we had that really crazy storm uh, last year, like I don't know September, October, mm-hmm. and it was just like seventy mile an hour winds yeah, and wild, so much rain. We were just standing out there, just enjoying, just ourselves. on our porch, all four of us just watching the rain yeah, and the lightning. And we're just like, oh, wow, look, that tree's almost falling over. But Mm -hmm. look at all this wind and rain. Maddox, look at how far that tree is bending. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was fun. Yeah, we We, really enjoyed ourselves. We do enjoy it. We did Um, move the garbage can and everything to make sure it wouldn't fly away. But Yes, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's a good kid-friendly podcast. I've been liking it. A mm-hmm. uh, couple episodes I've cool. listened to. Uh, and then I also started listening to a new podcast. Uh, I think there's only like two episodes uh, currently. And it's called Think with Google. Mm. Um, and it's just a bunch of uh, interesting topics. Mm-hmm. So I will say that I had a... Um... A podcast that I really loved, but it, there's only, unfortunately, one season of it right now, and uh, hopefully she's going to start another season, um, but it's Five Things with Lynn Hirschberg. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Yeah, and she writes for W Magazine, and she um, interviews celebrities that she knows, and um, I found it right before... We went on the plane to um, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, Aquafina, Nicole Robbie, Nicole, or excuse me, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, Aquafina, Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach, Saoirse Ronan, Charlie Theron, and Quentin Tarantino, part one and two, because I had no idea that man talked so very much. Um, you wouldn't think so. Because when he he's at so like, the Oscars and stuff, he doesn't really say much. No, but in person, my brother's met him in Austin when he's come um, for yeah, showings for of festivals. Yeah, yeah, for different showings of uh, screenings of his movies and mm-hmm. South by Southwest and stuff. He'll show up because that's just, those are his people. That's his jam. Right. And um, my brother always said that he was really nice like chatty and stuff but not like super friendly more of just like a nice creative mm-hmm. and I was like well that's good it may- it doesn't make you want to like stop watching his movies you know like right. you don't want to be around somebody yeah. and find out they're terrible and be like well now I don't want to like support you mm-hmm. but um no I I loved this uh, season one of episodes with Lynn Hirschberg I thought she did a really great job interviewing Um, There's only five questions, so a lot of them are pretty short, you know, 20, 30 minutes, except for Quentin. Right. It's a Mm two-part. Because he just, he talks a lot, and that's cool, because he's passionate about what she's asking him, which is great. Yes. Um, But yeah, I learned a lot about different people that I wouldn't normally know. I mean, you know, they tend to be a little bit more guarded in interviews. Yeah. Or at least very quippy because you're on a late night, whatever, and you know. Mm, it's like, all right, cool. We got mm-hmm. seven minutes to get all this. Mm-hmm. And That's why I love Graham already... Norton's show, because all of them are out there mm-hmm. for forty-five minutes. Yep. And you know he does his monologue, but there's not really like games or anything. Like everybody's out there. He's talking to this person, and then another celebrity will turn to them and go, oh my gosh, I've done that too. Or I know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. And then it's just kind of cool because it's like a conversation that yeah. you get to be a part of because Graham Norton's asking the questions that you would ask. Yeah. Which I yeah. like. And then he gets and really he usually great has a good, uh, good kind of mixture of guests mm-hmm. on there where they're not all from the same, mm-hmm. like, it's not the whole panel of the Avengers mm-hmm. and like he might have someone on there mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other people like mm-hmm. some some of the people because it's a, a British talk show mm-hmm. uh, 
some of the people are like, I have no idea who this is. Yeah, because it's an athlete or something from yeah. Britain that yeah. you're like, okay. Or even like Jack Whitehall. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. You didn't? And, no, until oh. I saw him on Graham Norton, and then I was like, oh, I like him. He's he's a British comedian. Oh, that's and... so funny. I didn't know that you didn't know who he was before. I think I'd seen him in movies or something, yeah. but I didn't, like, I didn't follow him. I didn't know oh, how funny. his stand-up or anything. And now I like him. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful. He's very funny. Um, I yeah. like that his story about how he was almost Harry Potter. Yes. That was a really funny story. That was a good one. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's one of the things I like because they don't do like gimmicks or games very often. They just have fun conversations, which was mm-hmm. what Lynn is doing is she's asking them meaningful questions that mm-hmm. you get great answers. So. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's also why, like, Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert has been such a big hit mm-hmm. in the podcast world because it's very different than right. interviews. And he even talks about And how, he's very open as well yes. with the guests, which allows them to feel comfortable mm-hmm. opening up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we're hoping to do on this show once we get some guests in here. Hey, you're our first guest. Oh, hey. You're my first guest. Thanks. I appreciate you inviting me to be a guest here. Yeah, this was fun. So, um, I think that's about it. Sounds good. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah, we've been talking for over two hours. That is not surprising. (laughs) This okay, so this happens every single time that like we stay up late, and the kids are asleep, and we're just talking. Mm -hmm. We will just sit and talk four hours mm-hmm. and then it's one or two in the morning we're like oh yeah what have we done <laughs> we should have gone to bed like the kids went to sleep early tonight we yeah. should have but uh but i find you really engaging it's really hard to disengage to go to sleep when i'm like really interested in what you're saying i know and we never we never uh run out of things to talk about no we don't yeah because we are not the type of people that shy away from hard to sit or hard conversations because we're married right it's like, yeah. oh, we can talk politics and money and religion uh-huh. <laughs> and hard subjects because it's like, well, you promised to we, love me forever. You're stuck. We, we talked politics and money and religion like before we were even dating when mm-hmm. we were just friends. We're like, oh, we've been so, dating a month and we sat down with our income and, and our spending, <laughs> our yeah. budget, monthly budgets. Yeah. And like uh, looked at our budgets and we're like, oh, they're, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Well, we did, we spend okay, a lot we on did food. go through six months of of premarital counseling and that helped us a lot with expectations and priorities yes and we're very consistent still with what we prioritize and how we spend our money to support those priorities Mm -hmm. and and setting expectations mm -hmm. for each other like being communicative and not just like well you should know that I want whatever Mm -hmm. it's like I need to express that to you because you Mm -hmm. may not know that you may already know it and most of the time whenever I say like hey I want this you're like yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I already knew that. I was like, mm-hmm. cool. But uh, but having that communication. But uh, yeah, I bought something off Amazon for like $8. And I was like, is that cool? And you're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, making you aware of what I was doing. So it wasn't mm-hmm. a surprise. Yeah. And like, you know, spending $200 on furniture from Wayfair. Which we decided which was a priority for us. We and did. So because we, we need some. Because we moved and we were like... Sure, we'll just throw away this furniture and we're going to buy all new stuff. 
and uh, we have yet to buy new stuff. So well, we just technically bought, yesterday we did. we did buy some new stuff uh, for less than two hundred dollars. So yeah. get Wayfair for having us. like seventy percent off sales. Yeah. I was very proud of us for making the decisions when we did. Because I've been Instead consistently of... looking at Target and Wayfair and things mm-hmm. like that, as well as Facebook Marketplace, because right. I'm not afraid to buy secondhand whatever that's, and fix it up. That's why I have this folding table as my desk right now, because I threw away my old desk. I put it at the corner. Someone picked it up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I put it out there. It wasn't falling apart. It was still in good condition. It was still in good condition. Like, it was... It was cheap as an Ikea, whatever, and particle had it board. For four years? I had it for, yeah, probably three or four years. Um, so some of the laminate on the outside was like peeling off, but nothing a little super glue wouldn't fix. Nothing a little college kid wouldn't care about. Exactly. <laughs> and I put it out there, came back inside, got a drink, and then carried something back, something else out. And I was like, oh, my desk is gone. Cool. Well, that seals it. <laughs> I'm gonna get a new desk, uh, and I've had this folding table for probably too four, long, four months or something. Too long. But I did see on Instagram today, uh, Megan Allen um, with Studio Twenty Two. She was showing her new computer setup, and she is also on a five foot plastic white foldable table and she was like i promise i'm going to buy a desk someday but it's not a priority (laughs) i was like i do the same thing we have the same desk it's working right now it's got two computers on it Mm -hmm. microphone and you've got the shelving unit that i bought you last year yes yes it is great it does hold all the stuff so all right well thank you for being on the podcast this was fun thanks for having me i appreciate it i hope i was a good enough stand-in for rachel you were great yeah sit in sit in (laughs) yeah this was fun we'll have to do this again sometime well you just let me know because uh as a non-photographer i don't know what i could bring to the table here but i'd be happy to share yeah brought two hours of stuff to the table today (laughs) don't worry guys he's cutting it down yeah yeah you're gonna be like what this was only 45 minutes what's going on uh, all right. Well, then we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use. And go over to shows. Scroll down till you get to our podcast light and dark photography podcast and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews if you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and you know maybe hit that five star um that would mean the world to us thank you so much and we hope you enjoy this episode Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark Podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.